I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you are listening to BoxingForFree.com's podcast. Are you tired of listening to just my voice in this podcast? How would you like to listen to someone else's voice, along with mine? Well, good news. This podcast, I am talking with Billy C., host of the awesome podcast, Talking Boxing with Billy C., We set up a time to chat, and the conversation ranged from various topics like Mayweather vs. Guerrero all the way to Vladimir Klitschko. So you have two voices for the price of one this week. And considering that you don't pay anything to listen to this podcast, consider yourselves extra lucky. So without further ado, here is me talking boxing with Billy C. My first question I want to ask you, I'm hearing a lot of people calling the Floyd Mayweather-Robert Guerrero fight. They said that it was a brilliant performance by Floyd, but at the same time that it was a really boring fight. How did you see it? Was it boring at all? Well, uh, first of all, I agree. I, I thought it was a great performance by Floyd. Um, I thought that after the first couple of rounds, uh, the first couple of rounds were very exciting to me. After that... I, I I could see where people are saying it was boring because Floyd was on his bicycle, um, but I, I found it interesting and I found it kind of exciting, even though the outcome wasn't what I had hoped. Uh, uh, I liked watching Floyd, uh, basically his hand speed there, his accuracy, and um, I mean he won the fight. Uh, there's no question about it. As far as the boring factor, I, I could see where people are saying it, but me personally. I thought I thought it was an entertaining fight. I thought it was a uh, a flawless performance from Floyd too, and I I said this on my blog. I think that people will remember it as a great performance, but at the same time, it's not like they're going to be going on YouTube watching it from start to finish. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't think people are, and uh, you know, these are the kind of fights. Now, now let, let me just let me just begin by saying this. I. I Thought that Robert Douglas Guerrero was going to be a good uh, opponent for Floyd. As a matter of fact, I, I thought that he he was going to be a, a tougher opponent than um, than uh, Saul Alvarez. So I, I'm giving Floyd a lot of credit for basically dictating the fight. But I, I could see where people would not want to watch this fight again, and 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 it's the same as uh, most of Floyd's fights. And that's been my personal knock on the guy. Mine too, but I'm not going to take anything away from what he did. I mean, 36 years old, I hadn't fought in just under a year. I think, you know, his last fight was May 5th of uh, 2012 against Cotto. But he does it, and he fights better than people 10 years his junior. I know, it's amazing. Uh, you know, the one thing about Floyd Mayweather is that he's always in good shape. Um, you know, he, he takes care of his body. Uh, people see him out in clubs and everything, but he's never drinking. He's, he doesn't do drugs. And, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's preserved himself. There's no question about that. And with the nature of his defensive skill, um, he doesn't get hit. So the wear and tear on him is, uh, is very limited. As a matter of fact, you could argue that Robert Agos Guerrero had more wear and tear on his body, even though he was six years younger than, uh, than Floyd has. That's true. The uh, last fight he had with Berto, that was a very rough and tough fight. No doubt. I mean, uh, they were exchanging shots like uh, uh, I, I couldn't believe that that uh, Guerrero didn't go down. And 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 it it looked like there was a couple of part t- times during the uh, Mayweather fight where he was stunned. You know, um, 
and, and I would have been shocked if, if Floyd uh, uh, would have put him down. I, I've said all along that I didn't think Floyd uh, uh, could uh, could punch as hard as Berto, but uh, it's the punches you don't see, Andrew. You know, I mean, uh, uh, those those are the ones that uh, uh, usually put people on their butts. Exactly. Um, all three judges scored the fight 117 to 111 for Floyd Mayweather, so nine rounds to three. I had it 11 rounds to one. I only gave Robert Guerrero the second round, and according to my notes, I wrote that it was a close round, and I gave it, I just wrote slight edge to Guerrero. How did you score it? I actually had it the same as the judges, 117, 111. I think that the first two rounds, although I didn't score them for Guerrero, I think that the, the first two rounds argu- arguably could have been. Um, the rounds I gave to, uh, to Guerrero, uh, were the, um, I gave him, uh, uh, I gave him round seven, uh, I gave him round nine, and I also gave him round five. Round five, seven, and nine I gave him. And the reason why I gave him those three rounds, um, was I felt that he landed the, the harder punches. You know, Floyd, Floyd pretty much was, uh, uh, consistent throughout the fight, uh, landing his, his one punch. You see, that was my hang up about Floyd. And, and that's where I could see people think in that the fight is boring. Floyd was content of landing one shot, occasionally two punch combination, but that's it. Then he got out of harm's way. And he did beautifully like it. I would just like to see Floyd engage a little more, you know, uh, maybe try a three or four punch combination. Then if he got out and, and was on his bicycle and did that more often, you know, landing three and four punches, I, I think it would be not only more exciting, but I would I, I would have to respect him more. That, that's, a, that's a very good point. Um I actually thought that his best round was, I think, yeah, round eight, and I said that, uh, you could probably score that a 10-8 round just because it seemed so one-sided, and he landed a big right hand, I was watching in a sports bar, and when he did that, it, he wobbled Guerrero for a bit, and everybody was oohing and gnawing, thinking that, uh, he, uh, was gonna knock him out, or knock him out in the next round. Would it have been unreasonable to score that 10-8 round, do you think? Um... You know, I scored it a 10-9 round. Uh, you know, that whole, I, you see, one of my issues with the scoring system is that, you know, we have a couple of things in limbo that, that, that ruin or at least potentially look like it ruins our judge, our judges. Um, one of them is the, is when to use that eight points. You know, uh, typically the unwritten rule is to use an eight point uh, score, uh, you know, score a 10-8 round. Um, if, if a fighter was, you know, battered from ring post to ring post for most of the round and, you know, you, you, you walk away wondering how he st- stayed on his feet. Um, so with that said, you know, there were some times in that round where Guerrero, uh, you know, had his, uh, his moments. There just wasn't enough of them. So I, I think the 10-9 was justified, in my opinion, but it's so right, subjective. Right, I mean, that's why they don't have uh, uh, dorky Canadian kids from Calgary judging big Las Vegas fights, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of judges today, um, you know, they all know what the judging criteria is, but I believe that based on their own preference, the order in which they score a fight varies and i think that's why you get to see uh some crazy scorecards you know one guy might uh you know put an emphasis on just punches landed 
and you know a guy that's just landing little pitter pat jabs all night long you know uh wins the rounds because he he landed those another another judge may score the power shots you know how many power how many pitter pat jabs equal one power punch you know and and defensively you know a lot of times uh very very few judges put any uh you know credence on defense which is wrong and body punching you know there was a lot of body shots thrown uh by Robert Gos Guerrero in that fight that could have um you know made those scorecards a little closer uh i just think that the judges and myself, I scored it the same way as the judges. I just didn't think there was enough. I thought Floyd landed the crisper, better shots. I mean, even though they were far and few in between for right, him. Right, and you know? I'm actually looking at the punch stats right now. He only uh, threw 476 punches. It, to me, I thought he was throwing a lot more, but I'm not CompuBox. I mean, I'm watching and trying to eat and drink at the same time and, you know, remember what's happening. He, he landed at 41%. I thought that he was actually throwing a lot more than he did. In fact, uh, Robert Guerrero, I think he uh, threw 115 more punches. Yeah, I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, Andy, I, I don't. I, I think that the punch stats is ridiculous. I, I, you know, because first of all, we, you and I could watch uh, a fight, and and it could be you and and myself and and someone else, and we could all look at the same punch, and I could say it landed. You could say it grazed him. The other person could say it, it didn't even hit him, and and we could be, you know, argue our points. To, to no end, you know, feeling that we were right. Well, that's because our sport of boxing is so subjective. So with that said, how do we put, you know, stats on someone else's subjectivity that they're scoring? In, in other words, if there was the human element was removed from the computerized scoring system, then we would have active stats. We would have stats like in baseball or, or NFL football or basketball. You know, you, you know how many times you're up at bat, you know, uh, you, you get five hits out of, out of ten times, you know, you, you're batting 500. It's a stat. It's, it's cut and dry. Boxing's not like that. And, and I think that the, the stats and, and especially the big networks who, you know, the commentators, they, they can't even discuss the round anymore until they have the stats. So they're actually basing their commentary on the punch stats, which are subjective, you know. So just like you said, you're, you're looking at those numbers and you're like, well, you know, I can't see that. And, and I agree with you. You know, Floyd didn't throw a lot of punches, but he rarely missed. I, I'm, I'm shocked to even hear that it was 41%. I, I would have thought yeah, that it no, would have been I higher. It would have been around, you know, mid 50s to, uh, 60s. I mean, it, he was, like, like we keep saying, it was flawless. And, you know, he couldn't seem to really miss with the right hand. No, and and that's the funny part. He claims that you know I was going to knock him out, but you know I broke, I hurt my hand. He didn't say break, but but um you know I I didn't see him. It's funny because I didn't see him slow down his output of of uh, punches thrown with his right hand at all. So I was kind of surprised that he even said he he heard it. And and I agree with you. His his right hand, uh, ro- 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 he had Robert the Ghost Guerrero starting to anticipate when he was going to get hit rather than throw yeah, his own punches. Uh. Um, you mentioned the right hand, and some people are saying that that might, uh, that might, uh, put a hold on a possible fight in September between, uh, Mayweather and Canelo Alvarez. Is there a possibility, do you think, that that fight might not take place because of the hand injury? 
Um, you know, I, I didn't hear any updates on the injury. From what I know, it was only a, a, a bad bruise. Uh, I did not hear of any um, uh, broken bones. So if, if that's the case, I, I, I honestly am not aware of it. But, um, I, you know, I don't think that that fight was going to happen in September anyway. Uh, I, I really don't. I have a feeling that Floyd is going to fight in England uh, against Amir Khan. I think they're going to try to set that fight up and then maybe uh, early next year come back against Alvarez if he fights Alvarez. Uh, you know, uh, he was very reluctant to fight uh, uh, Sergio Martinez, and the excuse generally was the size. Uh, you know, Alvarez is, is bigger than uh, than Martinez despite the difference in weight class. I mean, Martinez is, you know, smaller than Alvarez even though he fights in the middleweight division. So I don't know. And personally... Um, I think Floyd uh, beats Alvarez uh, because Alvarez is, is a stationary fighter, and, and I think Floyd picks him apart. I, I think we saw uh, an exact example on Saturday night how Floyd against Alvarez would be. I, I think it would be uh, a, almost an identical fight, uh, the, maybe even more cautious or, or boring, like some people say, because uh, of the power factor. We, we all know that Canelo has a... Uh, you know, far superior punching power than, right. than Robert Gos Guerrero. That, that, that's actually what I was going to lead into. If it's not going to be Alvarez that he fights, uh, you were, you mentioned Amir Khan in England. That was something that I've, uh, just started to read. Uh, what do you think the chances of that fight happening are? And people, I see that a lot of people are saying, you know, Khan actually might have a better chance than some of us may think. What do you think of that fight? Because I think that, uh, I think that the fight will be shorter than the hairs on Khan's chinny chin chin. Pardon the terrible joke, but <laughs> I think you're right. I think uh, I think Amir Khan uh, uh, has demonstrated that uh, you know, despite who his trainer is and and despite his hand speed and and all those things, um, I, you know, it boils down to uh, him not being able to take a punch. Uh, on his chinny chin chin and 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 I think uh a guy like floyd uh you know will match up with speed and and he'll frustrate amir Khan uh, all day long so yeah i i see uh I see floyd uh stopping Khan as well i I agree with you, and when you look at who his other potential opponents are they're very you know as we really dissect uh you know the welterweight division at least you know timothy Bradley marquez manny Pacquiao. You cross them all off the list. He's not going to fight any of them because exactly. of the uh, top that, rank that, connection. You seem to have a copy of my questions, but I haven't shown them to anybody. But uh, I was going to say, with Golden Boy, you know, being Floyd's co-promoter, obviously there's going to be a top rank embargo, so that means no Pacquiao fight. I mean, if it if it wasn't going to happen when it was the biggest fight possible, it's not going to happen now, especially after uh, Pacquiao being knocked out. I don't see a fight a rematch with Marquez happening either because that fight was so one-sided timothy bradley if he if he's willing to uh dump top rank and bob aram and say all right i'm doing i'm gonna do what i have to do to you know get the fight that i want i i really don't see anybody else the only other people i hear being mentioned for consideration are alvarez khan and uh junior welterweights Right, you know, and uh, Saul Alvarez is is a big draw. That's a big money fight. I, I could see that fight happening. Timothy Bradley, I actually think would be a good fight. Um, there is rumor that Manny Pacquiao um, 
uh, is going to have an opportunity to, to walk away from top rank uh, next year. Um, so you never know what would happen then, but I agree with you that the, you know, that, that fight should have happened, uh, you know, two years ago. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I even was shocked that, that Mayweather isn't looking at Sergio Martinez at this point because Martinez looked so awful a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think, uh, he's prime for, uh, for I the pick for Mayweather I've right now. I said that it would be best for both of them if they were to fight. For Martinez, I mean, if he goes down to 154 and loses, he's still the middleweight champion of the world. And if he wins, he's going to become the biggest boxer in Argentina since Carlos Monzon. If Floyd, you know, wins, well, then he's just beaten the middleweight champion of the world. So, you know, that can't do any harm to his legacy. No, no, and and listen. The only thing that's going to do harm to Floyd Mayweather's legacy is if, and it's a big if, someday people you know um, criticize him more after it's all said and done about you know ducking the the top fighters. Not right now because he's kind of in a good position because the top fighters he he's a he's better than the top fighters. It was some of the uh, uh, you know fighters uh, like the the Mar- right. Antonio Margaritos that he wouldn't fight and at the time and and stuff like that. But don't be surprised if you see some of these junior welterweights uh, move up to fight Floyd, like a Danny Garcia or the winner of the Lucas uh, Matisse and Lamont Peterson fight. Um, you know, I mean, those are potential opponents as well. You know, whether you have zero chance at all, you could have, you know, the odds be, you know, 10 billion to one. But if you move up and Floyd agrees to fight you, that's going to be the biggest payday of your career to that point. Oh, right. I mean, fighting Floyd Mayweather is like hitting the lottery. And I've always said that, you know, and and people call me crazy, but I've talked about this on our show and, and it's like, you know the bottom line is this. You know, if if I'm not a big Floyd fan, I, you know, I, I I appreciate what he does inside the ring. I just I can't stand the man outside the ring. And and you know when when I look at it, if if Floyd called me up and said, hey, you know, I'm going to give you a million dollars for whatever, I, I'm going to have a hard time hating the man. You know, and and it's just well, it's human nature. It's human nature. So if you're a fighter. And, and you're used to getting, you know, uh, going through all the trials and tribulations that, that professional fighters do. And then all of a sudden you get an opportunity to fight really for the fight of your life that will set you and your family and your grandkids up and, and all of that stuff. How do you beat the hell out of them? You know, I mean, there becomes a certain respect issue that's innate. It's, it's something that, that, you know, you, you can't teach as much as you want to, to take his head off, as much as you say you're going to take his head off. You can't help but understand and feel that this guy just set you and your family up just by letting you sign your name on the contract, and and I think it 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 really uh, it really affects these guys when they step in the ring with Floyd, and then add to the fact Floyd's talent, and you can That's see why he really hasn't lost. That's a interesting theory, and I had never thought of that before because my way of looking at it would be well. I'm getting the biggest payday of my life. I may not get another chance at it again, but, but, if I am able to beat this guy, upset the odds, I mean, I'm gonna be getting more big paydays like this, but I never thought of it the way you just mentioned. Well, I mean, they, they always have a, a fighter that steps in the ring with Floyd, 
always has the intention of winning the fight and thinking of the rematch because they would be making far more money in the rematch. I mean, case in point, uh, Robert Gus Guerrero made $3 million, you know, before the, the his cut of the uh, pay-per-view, which they probably won't know for a couple of weeks. Floyd was guaranteed 32 you know, so if, if Robert Gus Guerrero beat him, guaranteed he would be making double digits but he already knew that he was going to walk away after he paid taxes and everybody and all his expenses i mean he's going to be banking a million dollars and and you know in today's world a uh, million dollars can uh can take care of your family uh, uh pretty much for your lifetime you know and a couple of good investments can set up your, your kids and their kids so um yeah that that's why i look at it that way with with that, um, with the respect factor, the innate respect, the guy just set you up for for your life. You know, I mean, you, you're not going to look past that. I think, you know, regardless of what they're going to say. I mean, uh, Guerrero's complaining now. He wants that. a rematch. He wants this. He wants that. But come on. yeah, you know. But I mean, come on. He, he didn't. He didn't get the job done. He didn't do what he, he was supposed to do. And, and what does Floyd well, that, need to rematch with him for? I mean, not a lot of people knew who Robert Guerrero was before the fight. Um, maybe some people know who he is after, but I don't think they're going to be paying too much attention to him. I mean, I like the guy. He seems like a nice guy, but he's just not going to draw them in. And I saw the uh, the talk that he was uh, saying about a rematch because... Uh, uh, it was Ruben Guerrero who was saying that uh, Floyd ran all night, but at the same time, these fighters have to do what Floyd does. They have to adapt to the situation. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know what Floyd is going to do. Now you got to stop him. It's like uh, in other sports. I, I'm, you know, I'm a football fan and stuff, and and there's, uh, um, you know, there's teams that say, okay, we're going to run the ball. You know, we're 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 going to run. We're going to run right up the middle. You know, here's our play. This is what we're going to do. You stop us. You know, the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, they, they've played, uh, with the sweep for, since the 1940s. And, you know, they line up, uh, the defense knows it's coming, the offense knows it's happening, now you gotta stop them. And it's the same thing with Floyd. You know, you know what you're gonna get with Floyd. He, he's got, he's smart, he makes adjustments, he's, he's gonna run, you know, he, he's gonna try and pick shot you. Um, you know, and, uh, and you're supposed to, uh, you know, make the adjustment. I think that Robert DeGos Guerrero failed to make any adjustments in that fight, which was something I thought he could do. Uh, I felt that he did work the body, but Floyd, and, and you know what? The Robert Bird did a fantastic job refereeing. He let them fight inside something that, uh, Joe Cortez did not right. let, uh, Ricky Hatton do when, when, when he fought. So I, I thought that the, the referee did a great job. Um, but what, what Floyd did very subtly, and, um, you know, I think it really changed the fight. I, I, again, I, I blame Team Guerrero for not making the adjustment, but Floyding, uh, Robert's left hand. He's a, he's a southpaw. And, and when they got in close like that, he would wrap his arm around, um, Guerrero, and Guerrero uh, was, he didn't do anything else. And as the fight wore on, his, his sting was leaving his punches. It's almost like he overtrained or something because his punches just seemed to me See, in slow motion and really had no sting. effect I on Floyd. I actually think that that's a factor of them, of the fighters just losing confidence because they know that they are behind. They know that Floyd's landing the cleaner shots on them. They know, okay, we're in the, you know, seventh or eighth round. I've maybe gotten one round if I'm lucky, if more if the judges are being a bit kind to me. But yeah, I, 
you know, what can I do? All I can do is really hope to survive because I'm not going to be able to knock this guy out. He's been knocked down. I I think Floyd was knocked down once, and he was that wasn't even really a real knockdown. I I can't remember. It was on twenty four seven years ago, but I saw it, and I think that's he re, he has only one knockdown on his record. Yeah, well, you know, he was rocked by Shane Mosley in more recent times, and that's the closest. Uh, uh, he's ever been, you know, and, and, and when Robert Acosta Guerrero was roughing him up, trying to, you know, get it, get it to be a rough and tumble fight, Floyd was giving it right back. See, that's his weakness. And, and fighters don't uh, understand. I, I know it's easier for me to say it than do it, but it's the same thing with Klitschko. You know, Vladimir Klitschko, you get under his jab and, and you could beat him. The problem is nobody can get under his jab. You know, I gave Robert the Ghost Guerrero a good chance. I, keep in mind, I bet against him. I said that he'll probably, you know, get three rounds. But at the same time, I thought that he probably had the best chance of everyone out there. And considering how incited the fight was, is there anyone out there who has a better chance at this point? I, I really think, now keep in mind, you got some young fighters out there, Keith Thurman coming up, and Mike Jones uh, is also a decent fighter, and, and don't forget about... Uh, uh, don't forget about Adrian Broner, who's fighting Paulie Malignaggi at welterweight, you know. So, so I mean, you may hear rumblings about uh, these younger fighters coming up to, to take their shot at Floyd. But I honestly believe, and despite uh, his last fight and, and, and all of that stuff, I, I believe that the only guy out there right now that has a slim chance, and I'm talking right now, I, I'm not talking about you know, as Keith Thurman or 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 uh, uh, or uh, Adrian Bronner develop and, and get better. I'm not saying that one of those guys may be the one that could dethrone him. But right now, if you said who's the only guy that has a chance, I, I would maintain that Manny Pacquiao does. And and the reason why is because Manny Pacquiao he throws his punches from unorthodox. Um, angles. I, I'm not talking righty or lefty. I'm talking you. You can't anticipate. Floyd has the knack and and the ability better than anyone that I've seen in recent times that can figure a fighter out and then anticipate when that punch is going to come before it lands. He's off to the side and he's counter punching. He can do that with fighters that are able or or uh, are more orthodox. You know, a guy that's throwing his punches textbook or a guy that's going to get into a habit, you know, he drops his, his left hand a little bit when he throws his right or, or just normal stuff. But Manny Pacquiao, he's not like that. Manny Pacquiao throws punches from all different angles. Sometimes they're low, sometimes they're wide, sometimes they're straight, sometimes they're coming over the top, underneath. And, and I think that the main reason Floyd avoided Manny Pacquiao for all those years was because of that fear that he knew that he could have been a guy that just waited for 10 rounds and, and loses on the scorecard. Thank you very much. Anytime, Andy. All you got to do is uh, ask and uh, uh, just remind people they can uh, check out our show on BillyCBoxing.com. I really want to thank Billy for taking the time to chat with me. And I also want to thank Justin Salvato, who runs Boxing for Free, because it was due to him and his convincing that we were able to make this happen. And I ho do hope that I get to chat with Billy C and hopefully some professional boxers in the future. That would be fun, but I will settle for Billy C any day of the week. That's our show. Thank you for listening. I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and we hope you tune in next time.